This podcast is intended as entertainment for grown-ups and to spread awareness of 826LA, a nonprofit writing and tutoring center for children ages 6 to 18. For a full schedule of 826LA's events and programs, including the Echo Park Time Travel Mart, visit 826LA.org. And now, here's the host of the Dead Authors Podcast, Mr. H.G. Wells. Hi! Oh, dear. My apologies, ladies and gentlemen. Try to employ a bit of modern slang in an attempt to draw in younger listeners. Won't happen again, you have my word. <clears throat> Greetings! Ah, better. My name is H.G. Wells, and I am your host for this, the tenth chapter of the Dead Authors Podcast, with a special guest, Arthur Conan Doyle. As you may know, Sir Arthur was both a contemporary and a countryman of mine, and as such, I've long considered him an excellent candidate for our little reading series. In fact, my familiarity with his locations, both geographical and temporal, made his selection the proverbial no-brainer. Unfortunately, that jocular expression was to prove all too apropos, as I unwittingly bungled my programming of my own time machine. It was my intention to select 1890, a significant year for crime buffs, as it marked the opening of New Scotland Yard, the facility from which Greater London's Metropolitan Police Service operates still to this day. But blast my fumbling fat fingers, I mistakenly plotted a course for 1980, an absolutely dreadful year for the British people. Not only did we lose Alfred Hitchcock, Peter Sellers, and Johns Bonham and Lennon all in a single 12-month span, but by then we were well into the Roger Moore era of the James Bond films. I defy anyone to keep calm and carry on whilst seated in a cinema showing Moonraker. Even a fellow wearing prosthetic metal teeth couldn't keep a stiff upper lip watching that hodgepodge. Well, the preponderance of ladies with shoulder pads and gentlemen with square-bottomed knitted neckties quickly alerted me to my error, and I was able to jump back another 90 years faster than you can say Roxy Music. From there, it was a hop, skip, and a jump to the offices of Sir Arthur's medical practice in Montague Place, where I found him bereft of patience, in both spellings of the word, and more than amenable to an adventure through space and time. The game is afoot, Sir Arthur cried, to which I responded with what I believe to be classic Wellsian wit, and my time machine door is ajar. The chilling silence that followed turned my face flush, and prompted a mental note that I'd do well to round up Oscar Wilde one of these days. Luckily for me, though, and for you, dear listener, Doyle's good cheer and boisterous disposition would not be quashed for long, and by the time we arrived in present-day Los Angeles, the man was in fine fettle. Well, here for yourself, as we present Chapter 10 of the Dead Authors Podcast with our guest, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. bit alarmed by that. You didn't expect that young lady to be sitting right there. What is she doing? <laughs> she's just she's just sitting there, Sir Arthur. There's writing on her. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tattoo. It's very, uh, it's very commonplace these days in 21st century America. Are you from the Indies, girl? <laughs> no, she's, she's not. She's just probably from Silver Lake. <laughs> Please, if you would. Uh, if you would. Was I right? Was I right? Cool. <laughs> just for the listener at home, turns out I was right. Yes. What a fine crowd. What a fine crowd it is. <laughs> Sir Arthur, it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure to have you here. It's, it's, uh, good uh, to see you, Herbert. How yes, have you been? I've been very well, thank you. I've very been very good. well. So, uh, thank you for, for making the time. Thank you for allowing me to abduct you from your own time and yes, transport you here. It was a bit of a surprise at first. It was, wasn't it? Yes, it was. <laughs> I almost came at you like I came at her. <laughs> no one ever sees it coming. No. The time machine. Just, despite the racket it makes. 
It does. It sounds like a bunch of children whistling. <laughs> may, may, may I tell you a secret? Please. That's exactly what it is. I've recorded a bunch of children whistling. I felt it needed something. That's a recording yes. in a time machine. That's right. So you've used your time machine and that's thought to yourself, ah, that's bullshit as it is. Yeah, indeed. I need to ramp it up a bit. Yes, it was too... Uh, you, you would think, once the time machine was completed, mm. I, would have I would have said, oh, here we go, everything's fine, all the bells and whistles. It didn't have whistles, turns out. Yeah. Plenty of bells. <laughs> the bells were unimpressive, I found. I would just... I would think that was some sort of holiday madrigal being played. That's exactly... Well, people thought it was Father Christmas come to give ah. them gifts. Ooh, beware the Krampus, Herbert. <laughs> Oh, the Krampus! That's right! Aye. Oh, so, some Krampus fans in the audience! He has stolen your children and dragged them to hell! Now, why? Do, I've refreshed my memory. Why does the Krampus do this? Well, essentially, to go back to the, the story of a solstice, we needed a, a reason to behave well. And this was even before the times of the Bible or Christ or any of that nonsense. Now, what happened was. We needed a reason to behave well. Well, there's old St. Nicholas. But that was not quite enough. So the heathens, bless their souls, came up with the Krampus, a dark creature that would patrol the streets on Christmas night, and should he find a child who misbehaves, he would rip off their fingers and drag them to hell. <laughs> Merry Christmas! I would imagine the ripping off of the fingers prevents them from uh, gaining uh, any sort of hold on the earthly realm. You'd be surprised. One of your fingers gets ripped off. You'll hang on pretty fucking hard. <laughs> Spoken like a true Scotsman, Sir Arthur. <laughs> I've missed you. I've it's, missed you. I, well, I've, I've missed you as well. It's uh, a pleasure to see you again. May I ask a question about your travels? Uh, yes, please. Now, it seems, obviously to you, you've been gone for years, but to me it's but a whisper of time. How many of these travels do you intend to take before you return back to your own time, Herbert? Uh, I don't know when I'll be done. I, I, I've, I've grown accustomed to living outside of time and space, a lonely traveler, just uh, going backwards, forwards, and seeing what I can see. And you're always alone. Always alone. I have no companions. Really? Yes, I just... No, Maybe just somebody off in the well, closet well, somewhere? I mean, there's, you know, certainly a, 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 a lady never asks and a gentleman never tells. Well, there's, there's that's a, there's certainly that's <laughs> Herbert! There's been a... Oh, to have a woman at your disposal locked in a closet. It's <laughs> you do not change. Well, uh, we, uh, we're just as God made us, aren't we? Yeah, that is true. Yes, uh, you've gone through some changes in your life, though. You certainly. Uh, that is true. You, you've you've uh, you've you've grown, evolved as a person. You've uh, uh, well, but, but I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. There's uh, there's so don't much. Don't spoil to talk about. the ending. No, exactly. That's something I learned. That's uh, the trick of the trade. Don't it spoil is, the ending. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> but it wasn't actually a dog. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you'll I believe. See. You'll see. You'll <laughs> see. <laughs> if I may, I believe. I, I think it, it might be safe now. I think people have had time to read the Hound of the Baskervilles. Is that correct? I don't know. Is it's, that what I'm talking about? Spin it well. <laughs> I'm using deductive reasoning. Ah, very good. Very good. <laughs> so, so rather, you, uh, if I may, just uh, uh, chat with you a little bit, writer to writer. Who, who are your, uh, your. Uh, who were your influences? Who who inspired you to write? Well, it's interesting, actually. Uh, 
It's not God, so. I hope so. <laughs> That'll make this go better. Oh, well, great then. Yes. I was just going to tell a time about I was breathing. <laughs> Shall I change it up then? No, please do. We'll save that for the epilogue. All right, very good. Uh, it's not so much that I found a writer inspiring as so much as I found them to be just a bunch of daft bastards. Uh, as a young man, very uh, a fan of mysteries and so forth, uh, Paul had his uh, great detective, but none of them, they just did this thing where the detective would say, Aha! It was Lady Madrigal! How do you know? Fuck if I know, but it was her. <laughs> uh, you know, and that just as a reader, you sit there and go, Well, I could have done that. And I'm 14, and I'm sitting here masturbating behind a woodshed. Ted <laughs> Gallup Poe detective story. Yeah, exactly. As we all did. No shame in it. No. It's natural. Do not be afraid of touching yourself. <laughs> if the good Lord did not want you to do it, you would have hooks for hands. It's a fair point. Yes. It's an evolutionary uh, necessity. Yeah, that's yes. why the pirates died out. <laughs> oh. You'll be sad to hear they had a resurgence not too long ago. Oh, yes, the pirates. A whole new, yes, a whole new breed of pirates with their hooky hands. They did not have hooky hands. They evolved past it, you see. Not sure I like where this world is headed, Herbert. <laughs> I, I think we're all right. I think we're in the clear. All right, fair enough. The, fair the, enough. Current, the current American president seems to have taken care of them. Oh, yes. We don't hear anything about them anymore. Oh, very good. Yes, but he shot the last few. Well, I'd be, I was wondering where the brigands were. You know, you walk down the street. When am I, when am I to be raped? When am I to be savaged? <laughs> Things have gotten a little bit better here. Well, I'm glad to hear it then. I'm glad to hear it. I don't need my musket. <laughs> no, that's, I, I do appreciate you leaving it in the, in the time machine. That's all right. I have my knife here. <laughs> of course, as always. Watch yourselves. I will cut you. So getting back to the bit of the writing. So I found all that, you know, hogwash and nonsense. So I said to myself, why not take an empirical method of deduction? Why not simply say, uh, much as my, uh, I had a professor, Professor Joseph Bell, mm -hmm. and Belly had this thing. You could walk into his room and he'd immediately go, ah, you've got cancer. Just like that. Yeah. <laughs> Snap diagnosis of cancer. What it was is the fellow would walk in and he had a slight different, uh, like a, a hip was not quite straight on. He'd say, no, why would that be? Why would he uh, not have quite a straight hip? Well, as it turned out, he had a tumor in his gut the size of a grapefruit. And so it was causing, it was causing one foot to sort of go higher than Well, the we other? presume he died before we could truly figure it out. <laughs> well, there you go. But, but that's how it went. But of cancer. But of, well, I mean, yeah. Are you going to argue with the great Joseph Bell? Certainly not. Please do not. I, I won't. I have an entire career based off of this man. <laughs> I, I have no wish to be cut with your Caledonian knife, sir. Oh, oh you've seen it then. <laughs> it's, it's a lovely piece. Oh. It's a lovely piece. Uh, Cutting uh, cut the handle for every person I've taken. That's right. <laughs> it's good to keep track. Mm, I'm getting older now, Herbert. Uh, well, well, none of us getting any younger. But if you'd like, you can travel with me for uh, for, for a spell. You don't oh. have to. Uh, you you can see uh, various things, and then I'll take you back right where I left you. That would be wonderful. Where shall we go? Uh, wherever you like. Where would you like well, to go? Well, sort off to all of you then. Let's go. No, no, no. Well, we do. We we are ob we are obligated to to finish this program, and then we can. Well, but you understand, we have a time machine. We do have. I know, but we have. It's very disappointing, of course. Well, but, I mean, but don't fine. forget, it is a time machine. I'm just saying, sit in a tiny room that looks like it was, I don't know, painted by blind people, or go into a time machine and have an adventure. <laughs> Let's go <laughs> see these pirates you're talking about. I, I feel like I was dis I was distracting from uh, what you were saying by watching a, a latecomer come to the theater. But you Show you starts at 6.30 promptly. You just <laughs> you Half past six. 
I felt it deserved to be heard that you described this room, the theater, as a tiny room that looked like it had been painted by blind people. It is. Where's the majesty? This is supposed to be a theater. Where's the proscenium, for Christ's sake? Well, she frightened me. When do, since when do people sit on the stage? <laughs> Times have changed. This is what they call a black box theater. Things are more representative. How creative. How very... What a wonderful use of the Queen's English. <laughs> it's pretty direct, though, you have to admit. Yeah, what is this? A white table, then? <laughs> That's, well, there you go. Oh. Now, you were, you, were the, you were the third of ten siblings. Yes, that's, that's true. quite a lot of people. That's true. What was it like? Uh, did you enjoy that? Was it fun to grow up with so many brothers and sisters? Or well, you know, it's sort of the, the, the stock answer is I knew nothing else, you know. But it was a, that's a nightmare. That's, that's a nightmare. People. I don't want to get too personal. But how many times have you had to take a shit with three other people in the room? <laughs> I call that Tuesday. <laughs> it's horrible. It's all about you have no privacy whatsoever, and you're surrounded by, you know, you're born with, the, as you all know, with a family of your own. You're born with these people. You didn't pick them. You didn't pick them. You it's know. true. You know, my father, you know, God bless your soul, you know, enjoyed a, a, a knuckle from now and then. You know, if you did something wrong, he'd take you across the backside. Oh, was he a violent man? Oh, I think so. Well, well just uh, for, for, for major offenses, for minor offenses, where there's a solution to everything? Spill orange juice. Whackety-doo. <laughs> Would he say wackety-doo? He did. He was a bit of a poet. <laughs> that's why I loved him. But yeah, you know, it's, that's, that's the time that you grew up in. Nowadays, I suppose you all have your, I don't know, automated baby-raising machines. Yes, well, not, they've gotten as far as books. Oh! There's, there's some books that tell you uh, how to raise children, presumably. Oh, that's a, are they popular? Uh, they're somewhat popular. I think they're popular for a very little while, and then they're discarded. Mm. <laughs> it sounds like an interesting market to yeah. enter into. Yeah, it's not. It's kind of done with the whole mystery thing, though. What? More on that later. Uh, all you right. Did, you did tire of that. Uh, no, there are a lot of rules to this thing. There's so many <laughs> rules. It's mostly rules. It's a, the show's very popular with fans of rules. Really? Oh, what if I knocked over the table? Would you all piss yourselves? <laughs> Is that what would happen? No, on the subject of your father, he died um, after years, says here, after many years of psychiatric illness. Yes, that is true. Could you, could you expand on psychiatric illness, please? Well, let's start at the foundation. The poor bastard had ten children. <laughs> it's a bit of a psychiatric illness in itself. Oh, well, if you, I mean, I, you know, I'm a father myself. I, you know, no disrespect to children. But when you've got these wee poogies crawling all over you, one of them sticking his finger in your nose, another one, look, Papa, I can fart. I mean, after a while, you're just like, Jesus Christ. I used, to, I used to go to the pub and have a drink. I used to not have to do this. And now this is my whole goddamn life. Next thing you know, another personality. I'm the father, but over there, that's Mitch. And sometimes I like to be Mitch. And over there, that's the Scarlet Lady. I like to be her sometimes as well. She was not a good parent, but sometimes when late at night, when everyone else is asleep, the Scarlet Lady would tell you dirty stories. Is there any chance we might see her later on this evening? For me? <laughs> I suppose I could try and channel her. <laughs> if I was not clear, I was speaking of my father's multiple no, personalities. No, no. As, as a father... <laughs> But if I you did lose the thread there for a moment. I do apologize, Robert. No! I did! I'm sure it would not be in any way psychological damaging for me to rehash one of my father's multiple personalities. For all of you to laugh your tits off, I'm sure that'd be great. Sure. Shall I tell you about the time he cried and shot himself? Would that be... Would that be good for a jape? I feel like the ending's in the setup. All right, fair enough. Fair enough, then. 
Now, you started out as a, as a physician. Uh, yes, that's true down at Seaside. Yes, uh, and, and what was that like? Did you enjoy the medical profession? Obviously, you moved on to writing, but uh, what, what was it about the medical profession that drew you? Well, I've always uh, enjoyed helping people. Uh, I've always enjoyed uh, the, the notion that uh, a life can be improved. Uh, as I said, with the, 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 the Sherlock Holmes character came from my uh, love of deduction and, and observation, and you cannot help but growing up at the time that I grew up in and realizing, well, this world's a bit of a shit. Not the whole thing, but from time to time, you know, it's like, oh, look at me, I'm eating a sandwich. That girl has no legs. <laughs> I could probably do something about that. Here, have half my sandwich. It doesn't give you a leg, but I mean, <laughs> she's certainly not gonna stand up and cut the bread herself, is she? That's true. I mean, if you, if you, if you must go around without legs, Half a sandwich does make things that just. Should I have given her the whole thing? Well, no, of course, no, no. no. I, well, I didn't mean. To I'm not a madman. No, I understand. You, you, you still Don't get my temper, Herbert. <laughs> I have no wish to see that Caledonian blade. There's a notch waiting. There's a notch waiting <laughs> on the pommel of my blade. Now, uh, you, you, the medical practice. Uh, it was not quite so successful. You had a lot of downtime, and that's where you began to write. That's true, yes. Uh, my original partner and I did not see eye to eye. We shared an office, and uh, he, to be dis well, he's dead now, so fuck it. He drank. Uh, <laughs> he drank, and, you know, he was a doctor, but he was a doctor of underpants, if you know, if you catch my meaning. I think I do. A doctor of underpants. He would, he would take off his underpants and fuck girls. <laughs> And, and, and he'd gotten a degree in this. Well, presumably he was an optician, but, uh, you know, he changed it up a bit. And so I saw this and I said, well, this can't be right. So I took my own practice and to be, you know, London, England, Great Britain, Scotland, all of it, beautiful, seaside, holy shit. Oh, it's the worst. People, do, people have no idea. It's uh, here, especially in Los Angeles, California, these beautiful sandy beaches. I noticed a bit when we were touring around before. It's wonderful, it's wonderful. Like living in heaven here. Yes, the, the beach, the beach in, 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 in England, in the United Kingdom, it's rocks. It's rocks. It doesn't make any sense. And it's freezing. It's like God is just spitting at you and throwing shit out of the sky. Freezing year round. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Even if you go during a week of summer, it's still bloody cold at the seaside. It doesn't make any sense. A week of summer. Think about that for a second. If you're lucky. Yeah. Now, they, they've done away with that thanks to the global warming. I'll, I'll tell you all about What's it. What's that? Well, it's, uh, you know, there's a theory that says that uh, mankind, with all its uh, aerosols and its uh, carbon monoxide, is, has uh, caused... That is a gas. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I can't get anything past I you. am a doctor. Robert. It's true. I it's went to true. university. <laughs> Do you not forget? What's uh, the periodic table of the elements? Which is your favorite? Oh! <laughs> probably boron. It's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. Tough to beat. 73. <laughs> Fans of boron in the crowd. <laughs> Love it. And a woo. Now you're a bit of a you're a bit of a sporting fan. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yes, I played a few games in my time. Yes, yeah, so you you were you were a goalkeeper for an amateur club, the Portsmouth Association Football Club, under the pseudonym AC Smith. Now, why did you feel that you needed a nom de football? Well, at the time, now again, this is a time when I was just starting out in my medical practice, and I found that. Um, 
the ruffians in town, the athletes, the, you know, people fancied them. They, they, they were a bit of a hero, whereas the, uh, a more, you know, medical sort of intellectual, not so, not so popular. And I thought, again, owing to my father's um, deviant personalities, what if I became someone else? Oh. Yes, what if I became a hero? Uh, what if I became, and what's the best name for a hero? A.C. <laughs> <A>. Smith. <laughs> Mysterious? Oh. Very mysterious. Mr. Smith, won't you come into my boudoir for a moment? <laughs> I think I might, madam. <laughs> of course, he would have nothing to do with find a Dr. Doyle. Dr. Doyle down the way. Well, he'll take care of your child. But A.C. Smith, he'll get it done in the bedroom. <laughs> it's like lightning striking underneath the sheets. Oh, A.C. Smith. Oh, alternating current Smith. Oh. <laughs> I almost went with DC for a bit. <laughs> yeah, that was worth a groan. Sure, the <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It's not a bad, uh, not a bad uh, sort of pornography name. Alternating yeah. current Smith. That's all right. I my my initial one was Lightning Thundercord. <laughs> Lightning Thundercord. Yeah, but it seemed too flashy. Was Thundercord one word? It was a hyphen. It. Oh, I <laughs> Uh, did you sustain any injuries from your football days? Yeah, I, I did. Uh, I took one to the knee, it went sideways, and uh, you know how the, the knee, it, you know, it's a standard uh, 90 degree hinge. This thing went uh, 73 degrees. your knee? Yeah, it went yes. 73 degrees to the west. <laughs> That's not good. That's not good. Did I think even the non-doctors in the audience will agree. Oh yeah, yeah. If you don't have a medical degree, let me tell you, that sucks. <laughs> you don't want your knee going sideways. Not desirable. No, no, it's good for like if you want to be like a maypole and just dance around in one spot. <laughs> but other than that, that's no good. So yeah, so I got, I got a bit of a, a gummy leg now. Uh, and, uh, you know, various uh, screws, scratches, uh, bruises. Uh, I have a concussion that is perpetual. Is that, no, what does that mean exactly? What? It's just, y can you never go to sleep? Uh, I can, but I do not remember. So, so in the morning you wake up. I would wake up in the morning and I would say to my uh, housemaid, Mrs. Gavisham, Mrs. Gavisham, was I asleep? And she'd say, yes, you were, Arthur. And I'd say, well, uh, okay. <laughs> I have to take a word for it. I don't remember. What I remember is the sun sets, I have a pint, and all of a sudden there's bacon in front of me. <laughs> that, that, I think you'll agree, is typical of most Scotsmen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who does not love bacon? <laughs> oh. Now, uh, you, can we get into your married life a little bit? I sure. You were married. Well, <laughs> if there's anything that's off limits, you oh, know, no, no, no. I mean, everybody's dead now, so let's talk about that's it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, please, I, I want you to remember. You, you have, you can talk about whatever you like here. This is yeah. a safe place. It's, it's uh, years and years after everyone you knew has been mouldering in the ground for, <laughs> for decades. Oh well, now I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. A Grim Reaper over here. I guess I'm, I'm used to it, I suppose. Yeah, look at you, jolly. <laughs> <laughs> laughing like a fucking Buddha. Oh. Everybody's dead. whoop de doo <laughs> My God. <laughs> There's an upside to it. You'll see. Uh, There's a lot of upside. This better pay off. Dave, I, I can almost promise you that it might. <laughs> now, you married uh, your first wife, uh... Louise Hawkins. Yeah, Tutti. Uh, yes, and uh, she, she died from uh, tuberculosis. Yes. Um, a year following, 
you married a young lady, uh, Jean Elizabeth Lackey. Now, you had been in love with her previously. Full discretion. Mm. Aye, yeah, yeah. I would say about six months after I got married, I saw Jean. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it happens sometimes. Yeah. It happens sometimes. And, and then tuberculosis came down. And as we all know, it's a great killer. I'm sure to this day, everybody's dying of tuberculosis. Not, not quite as much. Oh, it's making a bit of a comeback, though. Oh, really? In recent times. All the old ones are coming back. Whooping cough. Oh, great. Had a, had a bit of a scurvy. Can I get a swoop whoop for I would scurvy? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Although, not here. It's very, it's very citrusy territory. Oh, of course. California. Of course, of course. Yes. That's why the pirates are about. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I have no doubt. You should, you know, lock your larders at night. The pirates will be coming for your citrus. Citrus has become too available. Oh. oh. Resting on your laurels. That'll be fine until you come into your child's room in the morning and there's a man with no eye and a bird on his shoulder. And he's like, where's your fucking limes? <laughs> Yeah, laugh about it now. We'll see. Talk to me in a fortnight. <laughs> so what? it must have been uh, terribly difficult uh, maintaining a, a platonic relationship with Jean yes. uh, while you were married to uh, Louise. Uh, what was that like for you on a daily basis? Was it, was it terribly difficult? It's, well, again, uh, you're married and you make a commitment in front of God and everyone. And, you know, I love Tutti very much. But... Uh, when I saw Jean, it was just a bit different. You know, there's a time in your life when you think, when you're young, you think to yourself, I'm going to get married someday. I'm going to have children. I'm going to become king of, I don't know, football, whatever you want to think you're going to do. And it's quite, it's quite glamorous, your, your, your fantasy. And then, you know, you get a bit older and you're like, hey, I'm not that fucking good at football. What happened there? I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to get married. I'm going to have children. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh, turns out I'm kind of ugly. <laughs> That's always a terrible thing. Yeah, it's a rough one. It is. It's a rough it's one. It's a rough one. And I'm <laughs> Scottish. I mean, what the fuck chance did I have? None. So essentially, so then I met Tootie and bless her heart, she was taken with me and I with her. And I thought, well, I don't want to say settle, but I settled a bit. And then sadly... She was diagnosed with tuberculosis, and that is, you know, that's a horrible disease. Uh, and I kind of... The ruination of so many handkerchiefs. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And I, for a short time, I had a linen store. And I had to close it up because Tootie just ruined the entire inventory. Oh, that's terrible. It was... It was a, I knew a fellow in India, and he would send us the most lovely linens and cottons. And they all, it all went to shite. It all went to shite. But I'd do it again for two. Actually, I would not do it again. We have a time machine. That's true. Oh, now hold on a second. Herbert! There's certain, there's certain things there's certain things that we're forbidden to do. There's a lot of goddamn rules. This, this <laughs> I'm thing. telling you, it's huge with the fans. They love regulations and they love everything just so. A lot, lot of the people who listen to this podcast, they're, they're on the spectrum, as we like to say these days. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, what does that mean? Varying degrees. I don't know. Everyone says it all the time. I'm not quite sure anymore. I think it's if anyone displays the slightest bit of awkwardness, they're on the spectrum. Oh. Oh, all right. That means like if there is a lineup, hey, somebody broke into a house. Let's get everybody from the spectrum up on the lineup. That's, well, I don't... No, it's, it's, not, it's not quite it's, uh, about That's what criminal I behavior. It's more like a... Oh, that fellow, uh, he, he can't look at that woman when she speaks to him. Clearly, he's, uh, he's on the spectrum. He's Therefore, got some sort of problem. Holmes would diagnose him. Serial rapist. Done. <laughs> well, he, he, 
he might be onto something there. Oh. I mean, <laughs> so let him up. Put them away. And he could also tell us uh, what the what the serial rapist had for breakfast that morning. That's right. It was poached eggs and burnt toast. <laughs> you can tell that there is a slight congealment of protein here on the corner. And here upon his lapel, a bit of car- charcoal charred for the burnt toast. That already fell asleep smoking, but fuck it, let's go toast. <laughs> now, speaking of uh, Sherlock Holmes, this is your greatest creation. This is a... Uh, eh. uh, well, <laughs> I know you have a certain amount of ambivalence towards him, but yeah, uh, it he was very successful. Yeah, he was in, very in, successful. In your own time, which is uh, that's, that's a, a wonderful thing for a writer to have a, uh, uh, such success in your own time with an indelible uh, character that exists to this day. There's, there's been numerous adaptations of, of this work for, for the stage, for the screen. Uh, there's there's two going on right now. There's a movie in, in the cinema and there's a, a television program um, uh, in the UK that uh, that uh, is a modernization of it. And I wanted to ask you how you felt about this. It's a 21st century version of the Sherlock Holmes story. They're taking your old stories and the, the, they're updating them. There's computers in them. And is my name on all this? It's in there. <laughs> Might we drop by these people's houses? <laughs> We might. We might. See, now, when you talk about copyright infringement, you're starting to talk my language. That's when I, I can bend the rules of time travel a bit. Oh, really? Yes. Let us both then buy a boat with a motor, and we'll drive side by side in our underpants. And we'll drive up and down the coast, and we'll wave to the pirates. Now, could not we do that? We, well, we could. I'm not... I'm it doesn't f- interfere with, <laughs> with, with the time stream at all. Why not? We just celebrate a bit. And then you know what? Once we're done, we use the children whistling time machine and go back and stop ourselves from ever doing it. <laughs> I think that's, that's, that's... And you can all fucking come. <laughs> Why not? How successful is this thing? It's very... It's very <laughs> Well, you know, the Come d- on! The, the time, it'll have to be uh, one at a time, or at the very least, we'll have to do lapses, as it's very, uh, it's very small. You've seen the craft, it's very small. It's just a bit of a two-seater, really. Yes, but imagine we walk in and say, we want 100 of your fastest, dangerous, dart-like speedboats. We shall drive up and down the coast. All we want is gold-plated underpants. Oh, this is, I'm afraid this is running into money. Well, yeah, isn't that what we've got here? Success, <laughs> don't we have a, a cash cow right here in front of us? Have I not created a great money printing machine out of this character? Uh, Let's so make it well, fucking worth something. No, 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 I understand. I understand. I, 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 so you're 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 saying we go to the, the the BBC, let's say, and you say I'm Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Give me my fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> I would have. I would imagine it's going to your estate. So uh, do you take any comfort in that at all? That your descendants? Uh, uh, fuck them. Who gives a <laughs> shit? It's not me, is it? I got a fucking gummy leg. You know the last time I went fast was? When I was 16 years old. That's it, I'm done. I want to go fast. You make a compelling case. I want to have a a beautiful girl look at me and say, I'm going to use you for your money. I think it could be arranged, and you know the, uh, the 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 ladies here find the accent quite charming. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. great. Yes. My wife died of tuberculosis. <laughs> Give me a fucking bone. <laughs> I had the decency to not have an affair with the woman I loved until a year after she died. My wife died. I waited a year in front of God and country. Now that's 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 the that's the behavior of a knight of the realm. Do I get knighted? That's a, now what now? <laughs> absolutely. Up top, All in right. Arthur. Where is my sword and where is my bag of gold? 
This is great. Now, is it something you'd always dreamed of when you were a child, being being a knight of the realm, being knighted by the well, by, uh, by the royal uh, whoever's the king or queen at the time? <laughs> it all blends together for me. I'm sorry. You know, we're alive at the same time. You know. Yes, I know. We're contemporaries. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, you were you were uh, you're certainly a, a hero of mine. You know, I, I enjoyed Thank you your, your work. Yes, you used several of my ideas. That's right, and I uh, uh, used them, uh, made them better. Um, Do we want to get into this? No, we don't. I, we, don't we don't need to. But is, is there, if there's anything you'd like to say, you can certainly say it to me now. I'll take my lumps. I would just like to say thank you for making me live forever. Where is my fucking money? <laughs> we'll, perhaps we'll take that trip to the BBC after all. Yes. Now, uh, Sherlock Holmes, uh, this uh, character that's lived on. Yeah, uh, who fucking, why? Why? Well, he's, he's a fascinating uh, character, isn't he? He's he's a, a, yeah, but he was the first thing I came up with. Imagine if it's like, you know, when you're a child and you draw something and like, oh, it's super bird. Great. And you go on and you become a great artist and you learn how to create wonderful paintings. And every fucking 10 minutes, somebody walks up and goes, when are you going to draw another super bird? <laughs> fucking hell. Do you think it would have it would have helped if you'd created uh, several characters uh, side by side as opposed to doing so many home stories right in a row? Yeah, that's well hindsight. Great, thanks a lot. Well, go back and fucking now, help me now out. Now look, now look. Go back and help me now out. Look, it's fucking easy when you got your fucking magic god box telling <laughs> you everything, isn't it? I'm alone in a fucking room thinking of this shit by myself. Jesus. Christ on the cross. <laughs> but now, yeah. So eventually you you, uh, you were disgusted with Holmes. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if that's apparent to the audience, but you uh, you decided to kill him off. Yeah. Great outcry from people. Yeah, fucking, uh, who knew? Jesus. Yeah. Everybody said, what are you doing? My own mother. My own mother yelled at me from her deathbed, from the bed she died in. She said, what are you doing, Artie? So I brought him back. God <laughs> but you did ultimately seal it, and you did say he actually is dead. You wrote another story yeah. uh, where you, once and for good and for all, uh, Sherlock Holmes is dead. Yes. Now, was that uh, was that cathartic for you? Did you feel? Did you at that point? Did you care? Uh, did you say I don't care what people say? He's dead. He's dead as a doornail. That's it. You are quoting me in the office of my publisher. That's fucking it. <laughs> That's done. I want to write about fairies and ghosts. Ah. That's what I want to do. Now let's come to this. You 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 uh, started uh, becoming interested in in the supernatural. Yes. In uh, hey, spiritualism. I assume you are all practicing spiritualists this day. <laughs> Some you be. There's a few. There's a few. Now, Sir Arthur, let, let me ask you this. Uh, have you ever... Let me ask, I'll put it to the audience first, and then I'll ask you. Fair enough. A round of applause. How many people here have ever seen a ghost? Someone raised their hand, <laughs> even though I asked for a round of applause. Who was it a ghost? <laughs> or was it a specter? Oh, is there a difference? Oh, sure. What? <laughs> Would you, would you mind running down just the, just the various types of creatures, well, supernatural just, creatures you can just see? Just to get into it, basically. The, <laughs> a ghost is sort of like saying we're all humans. Ghost is just sort of like a term for everything. Oh, I see. Spectre is sort of like at the managerial level. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, so a spectre outranks a ghost. Well, a spectre is a ghost. He is, but he's sort of like mid-level. He's like a corporal. And he has his murder of ghosts, and he travels around. Is that the collective noun for yes, ghosts? Yes, a, a murder, murder of ghosts. Murder of ghosts, yes. And they go around, and they do a bit of spooking and hunting and so forth. And <laughs> the usual stuff. Yes. Slamming some doors, knocking over a vase or two. They'll... They'll put a shilling underneath a child's uh, pillow when he loses his tooth. Uh, they will... Uh, <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I'm not arguing. You know, you know what I'm talking about? This sort of thing. Uh, you know, if there's a particularly bad person, they'll leech inside their bowels and they'll put poison in there. That sort of thing. There's also brownies. There's kobolds, orcs, gelatinous cube. Uh, <laughs> The Wand of Orcus. If you ever get your hands on the Wand of Orcus. <laughs> Are you all right? I'm well. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm rather a well-read uh, fellow. I believe you might have been quoting from the Monster Manual. <laughs> the E. Gary Gygax. Is he dead? Should we have him on the show? Oh. Or is he still with us? He might Let's still go to Oregon <laughs> and see Gary. <laughs> Oh, we'd give him quite a start. Oh my we? God! But can you could, imagine? You could lean out and say, "Oh, I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a white. <laughs> I'm a shambling mound. Oh, very good. <laughs> I'm a beholder. <laughs> what was the beholder again? The beholder is the giant floating eye, and then it's got the stalks of little eyes <laughs> and the big mouth. And it, they right. kind of ripped it off in uh, uh, the what's the John Carpenter, uh, Kurt Russell, uh, China. <laughs> Big, big Trouble in Little China? I sort of ripped it off in Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> what's your, what's your favourite John Carpenter film? Because I know mine. Uh, well, I mean, you're popular probably The Thing. Mm. Undeniably great. Oh, yeah, great. How about you? Um, let's see. Escape from New York, I used to like more than I do now. But the sequel, Jesus oh, the, fuck. Why did they do that? Peter Fonda's a great futuristic surfer. What the fuck? The worst CGI. It's terrible. What's that? Uh, computer. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. It was an element of that movie you just said you saw. Um, it's a computer well, generated. You've got video on demand, don't you? Inside of the fucking time machine. I've seen that. We saw Indiana Jones. Well, which one did you watch, by the way? The, the only one. The no, one not the, the Crystal Skull. Well, yeah. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. I. There's more? I, Why? I, I shouldn't... Why? I shouldn't have put them... I shouldn't have put those discs in alphabetical order. I should have... Should That's have put a them hero! In. Well, you might want to go back and see the, uh, the, the, the first one. What's that start one? Start there. Uh, the Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful... It's a cracking tale. I think you'll, All right. I think you'll enjoy it. Well, let's, the let's not get sidetracked. I believe we were talking about John Carpenter film. All right, well... Let's go back to the topic at hand. I'm partial to They Live, where they have the I sunglasses. I like that one. <laughs> I came here to kick ass and chew bubblegum in a mall. All out of bubblegum, that's right. Very and then uh, uh, Keith David and Rowley Roddy Piper engage in that uh, gigantically long fist fight. Oh, my God. <laughs> for us, you can sod off for a while. We're just going to do this for a bit. Oh, that Keith David. No, he's well, he was the voice of Spawn. How about fucking <laughs> that? You really did watch quite a bit. Quite a lot of videos. You'd think with a time machine it'd be like that. No, it takes fucking days. It's still shorter than you think. Uh, yeah, but well, it's it's still we're still 
it's still, uh, believe it or not, we're actually uh, saving time uh, getting here. It's, uh, I mean, it's no other way that I know. Well, it was, it was less than 100 years, wasn't it? That's true, <laughs> that's true. Uh, now, uh, so the, 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 the spiritualism. Right. Um, what, what, drove, what, what, what drew you to the spiritualism? Uh, and what, what, what was it that cemented your belief in, in the, the, the other realms? Well, there was, uh, uh, I don't know if you're still f- uh, familiar with it, there was a very famous posting in the press in, uh, in, uh, in England. Uh, two young cousins, two beautiful young girls, posted photos of themselves with fairies. The Cottingley fairies. Exactly. Oh, you know it. Uh, great. Yeah. Uh, oh, Cottingley fairies fan in the audience. Uh, <laughs> probably got a T-shirt to sign after the show. <laughs> and... I was asked uh, to write an article about it, and uh, I went to talk to the girls, and I just, holy shit, it's a fucking real. It's a picture of fairies. How can you deny no, that? You, you, didn't, you didn't suspect any sort of trickery, any sort of photographic trickery. How whatsoever. could you do it? It's a picture! Well, this... So rather this They're that big! No, there's ba- there's a girl's head, normal size head, and there is a fairy like a, for the people who are listening through God's whatever this is. It's a microphone. Microphone. There's there's a little girl, she's like three inches tall and she's got gossamer wings and she's got a skirt. It's not inappropriately short. It's a bit short though. And she's leaning over and she's to touch her nose as if if I touch this, your mucus will always be sweet and t- delicious. <laughs> Like a runny nose filled with pudding. <laughs> but now, eventually, the, 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 the photographs were, were revealed to be uh, fakery. And, and how, did you, how did you take that news? Yeah, that did not go well. Uh, to this day, I really thought that was real. I mean, how can there not be ghosts? I mean, you, uh, look, we're talking here about you know, all the different creatures, and everybody was like, eh. May I stop you right there? It's rather a huge question. How can there not be ghosts? <laughs> well, all right. Let's talk about the day now. Have people heard of ghosts? Have you I heard of them? Yes. Yeah. Audience, yes. Uh, great, great. Have great people of heard yours? of, I don't know, vampires? <laughs> Werewolves? <laughs> zombies? With an S, by the way. Cre- creatures from Black Lagoons? <laughs> Oh, this is great. This is so much fun. John Ritter and Hero at Large. <laughs> so I, feel, I feel as if we, we've rather departed from the monster theme. Uh, uh, unless, unless you're saying he was monstrously entertaining. That's true. That's true. Oh, they did not care for that. I don't know why that got Shame such on a you, groan. Herbert. My, def- my defense what of beloved doing? dead actor got such what? a groan. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so, I, Sir Arthur, I do, I do apologize. I do apologize, Sir Arthur. Now you you became great friends with Harry Houdini. Oh the, yes, the stage magician. Hal, yeah, great. Uh, and you you eventually fell out with him because you refused to believe that his tricks were not supernatural in nature, even though he tried to tell you repeatedly they are tricks. The man was handcuffed. <laughs> in a tank of water and then he weren't that my f- that is a necromancer that is some sort of dark magic 
definitely the sacrifice of an animal at hand. And he just would not, he would not own up to it. And again, these, we would stumble home drunk in Manhattan. And he would just say, listen, look, it's a fucking key. And he'd show it to me and I'd say, tell me about the fucking devil. <laughs> and he would not. <laughs> so you thought he was, even to the end, he was holding out on you. I'm still now. <laughs> well, you know, he, he, do you know how he died? No. Well, he, he had, uh, of course, he had a... Uh, uh, Do you want uh, to tell me this? Is this going to be like Ritter? <laughs> oh, it might be. Just uh, go, 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 well, go, go, go. He had uh, these, uh, these uh, rather prodigious stomach muscles from swallowing and regurgitating keys. Absolutely, so yeah. He showed me the trick. He did it one time with a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Not for long. No, Not just for long. Long enough to teach the baby a lesson. Oh, yeah. That child will not cry in Harry Houdini's house, I'll tell you that. So because he had these, ra these rather amazing stomach muscles, uh, he would often uh, let people, uh, uh, let a man punch him in the stomach. He would, he would uh, tense his stomach, uh, and, the man would punch him, and the fellow would shake his hand. Oh, that's like punching a, a, a solid block of iron or something. Sure, sure. Well, a, a fan of Houdini's after a performance uh, uh, punched Houdini in the stomach. Houdini was not ready, punched him in the side, uh, ruptured his appendix. His appendix burst, and he died of appendicitis. Oh, I could have been. I was a fuck. I'm a doctor. Well, turn on the whirling gig now, machine. Now hold on. Now hold on a second. We, we cannot prevent the death of Harry Houdini. Yes, we can. Oh well, <laughs> we, but we can. We could, and we will. But we won't. <laughs> Think of all these people who so desperately want to be in their dart-shaped speedboats, racing up the coast. Of course, with a golden underpants. But a, a pile of grapefruits the size of a child in the back, and just. Scooping up juice and squirting and saying, I'll never die like a pirate! <laughs> but I think of the many more people who have learned never announce to strangers, punch me in the stomach anytime you feel like it. <laughs> the needs of the many, as we learned in Star Trek. Oh. <laughs> Star Trek 2, I want to say, oh, the end yeah, of two, The Wrath of two, Khan. Two, yes. two. Of course. Oh, so yes, no, <laughs> confirmation from the audience. Yeah. Three is Klingon bastard, you killed my son. That's right, that's right. Spock comes back. Now, um, uh, Sir Arthur, we do have some questions from the social networking platform Twitter. Would you mind answering a few oh, of these questions? Oh, all right, sure. Daft Twitter, whatever. People out, th <laughs> out there in the ether that have some uh, questions for you. Ooh, um, from the spirit world, then you well, say. Well, I, I, I was being a bit I'm grand. I'm sure there are no spirits to take questions from. <laughs> well, I tell you, if you like. Let's pretend there's some spooky specters that have some questions right, about then. your work. All right. Oh. Bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. <laughs> this chilling shade asks. <laughs> Are you familiar with the TV, in the current TV and film adaptations of, uh, of Sherlock Holmes? And do you prefer Robert Downey Jr. or Benedict Cumberbatch as Holmes? Based strictly off of names. <laughs> How could you not pick Benedict Cumberbatch for anything? Exactly. Hey, I'm going to drown you in a pile of your own shite. Who shall do it? Well, I think Benedict Cumberbatch shall. Come on. That guy's fucking amazing. It, it's a name even more absurd than Sherlock Holmes. Well, or A.C. Smith. Oh. Perhaps I should... Oh, let's go back and change my name to Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> well, now, 
Well, you'd rob that poor fellow of his name. Oh, that's true. Then it's uh, as Sherlock Holmes, A.C. Smith. Yeah, and then I'd pick Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> exactly. See, it's the butterfly effect. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Did you see that one? I saw Jurassic Park. Yeah. Oh, Jurassic Park's not bad. He's got the thing with the water and the... first the, one, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, oh, just the first, the first one. one. Yeah, the first the one. The second one when all of a sudden they've got the fucking gymnast and there's I a magical pole. That. Yeah, it's a bit, what bit the of a stretch. Hell? Bit of a stretch. And then that guy from West Wing gets eaten. Chase. The th I did like the pterodactyls in the third one. I Why didn't they, they have marvelous. those right there? I don't know. I don't know. And the Compasaurus. <laughs> no one at home gives a shake right now. <laughs> Turned it off. They're, they're already hating themselves on a treadmill somewhere. Don't well, they are on the spectrum, aren't they? A uh, lot of people asking about the modern uh, interpretations of your work. Um, Did not write them. Would like to have. <laughs> in a way, you have. In a way, you have. Are they, are they full-on adaptations? Did they change the mysteries at all? Doesn't everybody know? You know, I think I don't think they ever did. I think there's very few uh, original Sherlock Holmes stories. I think there's endless adaptations. Well, you wrote so many stories. About Sixty, Sherlock yeah, yeah, yeah. The Seven Percent Solution, uh, uh, where he teams up with uh, Zygmunt Freud. Um, that's a thing. Uh, that's I think so. If I'm remembering that correctly. But uh, well, you know, if I'm remembering that correctly. No, no, no. That is. Yeah. Okay. Don't, there's no need. This fellow, very adamant that I'm remembering it correctly. Yes, he says. But I'm saying I didn't write that. No, you didn't write. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's the somebody one else, I can wait, think somebody of. Somebody else wrote the Sherlock Holmes story. Yes, they did. Where is my fucking money? Oh. <laughs> what the hell? I, I would think you would be you would be thrilled to be relieved of the burden of writing Sherlock Holmes stories since yeah, you despised him so much. That's fair. That's fair. Good, good on you then. Well, <laughs> right, let's just uh, one more. Um, it's, everyone's asking the same thing. Oh, <laughs> here's a fellow. Uh, is it too late to ask a question? <laughs> Yes. There we go. Asked and answered. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Thank you. My thanks to Arthur Conan Doyle for his time. And special thanks to Mr. Chris Tolman for no particular reason. Join us again next time when our guest will be J.R.R. Tolkien. This podcast is produced by Mrs. Ben Zelovansky and Paul F. Tompkins, with special material written by Mr. Zelovansky. The producers wish to thank Cody Fisher, Jim Yatto, Neil Campbell, Susan Hale, and everyone at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theatre Los Angeles, and Lauren Rock and Joel Arkeos at 826LA. Our theme was composed and performed by Mr. Eben Schletter, Esquire. Our program is recorded live and monthly at the UCB Theatre Los Angeles. If you'd like to attend a future recording, tickets may be acquired at ucbtheatre.com. The theatre donates all proceeds to 826LA. For updates on future performances, please like the Dead Authors page on Facebook. For additional updates, or to ask questions of our guests from the safety of your very own thumbs, follow us on Twitter at DeadAuthorPod. The original Dead Authors reading series was created by Mr. John Korn. Until next time, this is H.G. Wells saying the show is over. <laughs>